0: This is a Lip Media podcast.
1: Oh, hello, chickens. Uh, Brace yourselves. Mama's talking Doctor Who again. I've got a theory. Chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard once more with my theories on Doctor Who and the latest episode, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello
1: So yeah, at the end of the last episode, where there was a mention of um, yeah some uh, weird business with Adric in the title, but look, I'm going to put that off until we watch Castrovelva together because I I watched Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror I I can't I can't stop saying it. It's gonna like it's turned into some sort of verbal meme. Um, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Uh, I've watched it again, so I want to talk about it some more uh i did enjoy all of the historical uh people in it like you know the the his his friend um what was her name she had a name uh- <laughs> you know the lady uh, Dorothy, uh Skerritt. uh like she was a real person uh jp morgan was in it the you know who's famous now for banks and things um was one of his investors like all those people were real he did try and build that giant tower uh he tried to do a whole bunch of things um there was no mention of his uh, pigeon love however so that's uh, confronting um i did see online someone Oh, it's, there was an article somewhere, I can't remember what, where it was, but it was something about Nikola Tesla, you know, Doctor Who didn't address the fact that he was into eugenics. It didn't address a lot of things, mate. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an adventure show. It's, <laughs> And he wasn't the only one into eugenics back then. Everyone was into eugenics. Also, Nikola Tesla thought Einstein's theory of relativity was a little bit like a doodle uh, so you know there are there are many things about nikola tesla that are not okay but that we didn't need those in this episode they wouldn't have been dramatically satisfying like honestly can you imagine going down some sort of you know sharp left turn to suddenly talk about eugenics for 22 minutes i mean oh Anyway, it was uh, he had some not okay ideas, as many people of the time did, uh, and yeah, and also like the whole thing with him and Edison was kind of blown out of proportion a little bit. Um, you know, Tesla won the Edison Award one year, which Thomas Edison could have gone, nah, don't give it to him; it's got my name on it." Um, they were, you know, they were they were rivals, but I think they they were kind of like healthy rivals. You know, like like Steve Jobs and. Uh, What's his face from Microsoft? (laughs) Bill Gates. I'm going to say, you know, anyway, I'm I'm diverting. I want to talk about this episode. Oh Lord, I did enjoy while we're in theory world that they're keeping the story going of the destroyed world. Uh, So we had Gallifrey destroyed by the Master in the second episode, then. Orphan 55, we find out about orphan worlds and it's Earth that's been destroyed. Uh, And now we are into, you know, having just a reference by the Scythra of, like, have you ever seen a destroyed world when they're threatening to destroy the world? And Doctor's like, oh, mate, I have seen a destroyed world. we get the music to remind us? Jodie Whittaker gives us, like, you know, full trauma face. It was very, very good. Uh, So... I had a a a, a message from the BMT on my Twitter DM who has a theory that the Orphan 55 timeline does happen in Prime Who history. Oh. Ooh, because wasn't the Sontaran experiment set in a time that Earth was evacuated because of radiation? Yes, there were solar flares, um, <laughs> and the, they overslept. Uh, also carried over to the Ark in space, and the other one set on that station. Yes, that's all the same thing. Um, I haven't seen any of those in the longest time. They're very good. You can get them on Blu-ray now. Um, I have forgotten the details. You've, yeah, it's the other way around. It was the Ark in space, and they went downstairs. Downstairs. They teleported down to the uh in the Sontaran experiment. And then there was the Genesis of the Daleks and then they go back to the station but at a different timeline because it's, uh, you know, the the Cybermen turn up. Uh, What did the Time Lords do that was bad enough to set off this particular master? That is the question, isn't it? The Timeless Child. Uh, And are we going to get that this series or is it going to be playing the rule of three that we'll get some answers this series and then we'll have to wait for the next one. Uh, and look, if, if if Chibnall's playing his cards, right, uh, the next one will be in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months and then he'll have the 60th anniversary episode coming up in uh, 2023. So... It could all be leading to that. Who knows? I'm, I'm, I'm having crazy production theories now. Um, the naked nerd, uh, also in my DMs on Twitter, says, uh, "I think that the timeless child could either be Omega or a child of the Doctor that she does not recognise. Oh, maybe Susan's mum or dad." or some other bizarre Time Lord relation. For some reason, I feel the inability to recognise is going to be a central part of the series. Right. The Doctor didn't recognise the Master. Well, as I mentioned at the end of the last episode, the Master has had a series of rubbish disguises, and the Doctor never recognised Anthony Ainley under a big big rubber mask. <laughs> so, I, I think the Master... And didn't recognise Missy, and she was kissing him on the nose. Um... Uh, but the naked nerd says she's meant to have that kind of instinct, knowing a time lord. Yes, yes, true. Uh, uh, but yes, they think it will be an important device coming forward. I t- look, it could be. I think so. I really like that they've, you know, they're seeding a little bit of a series arc going on, but just not too much. Like, you know, just a little word here and there, instead of having to go. You know, like getting a whole episode, like a good man goes to war, where it's like, what, where, where is this going? Where did this come from? How did we get here? Like, it's a, it's a fun episode, but watching it, you know, out of time with all the others, you kind of like have no idea what's going on. Um. Oh, by the way, a good man goes to war. For those of you who are new to the show, was a Matt Smith episode in the middle of a very convoluted ongoing storyline about goopy-goo people and pregnant assistants, and it, it, it's it's a long and torturous road. Uh, anyway, uh, if, if you want to go back there, we will go back there at some point in this podcast. I'm going to endeavour to watch all of the Doctor Whos. That was the reason I started this podcast. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch all the Doctor Whos, I'm going to talk about them in a podcast. Now, I had expected before getting here to episode 25 that I would have watched more than... Um how many episodes have I watched like 12 15 <laughs> Um so yeah I it's going to be a long slog but you know new episodes require lots of talking about lots of and also you know never forget mama has tangents and she goes off Now one thing I will say that I loved about this episode and the way it reminded me of old school Doctor Who was the really shonky green screen <laughs> Because, like, old old Doctor Who, like, they kind of pioneered the, the, the green screen technology that we're so familiar with today. Um, often back then it was yellow. They used a yellow screen, uh, which meant everyone and their dog had bright yellow outlines around them while they were pretending to stand in front of a photo of something. Um, and here, there are a couple of moments where I just went, oh, man, you've got to... You, you've got to get better at your at shooting your special effects to this. But, yeah, there's there's a moment where Goran Viznic is standing in front of, like, there's electricity arcing overhead. And they're obviously flashing lights at him from the front. But it's, like, yeah, it's not there. Um, and, you know, we know there's special effects in the show. It's fine. There's always been special effects. And I do appreciate that they're keeping them just slightly shonky like they were in the old days. Uh, but yeah, when you're standing in front of Niagara Falls and it's like, dude, you, you couldn't be further away. I, you know what? I'm going to find out later on that they did film that at Niagara Falls and I'm calling it out for being shonky and all it is is terrible mismatched lighting. But it just looked weird. Like it looked like Niagara Falls was shot Three months earlier or three months later and just not. It was a different plate. Anyway, there was a lot of, a lot of what looked like outlines around people's heads. So, I I do, I, I do love the shonky, shonky colour separation overlay as they used to call it in the old days. Like, it just, it was so fun. Because they used to, I mean, sometimes they used it terribly. Like, there's an episode called Underworld where they went, oh, we're not going to build a whole bunch of tunnels. We'll just draw them. <laughs> The doctor can walk around on a green screen and pretend he's underground. Anyway, I have uh, bumped into the the clock, and uh, there's many more things to say about Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. (laughs) I'll do that tomorrow. Hold up.